survived another day at Glory Way. And I am thankful for the freedom that we have to be here. I'd like to welcome everyone this morning and those watching by internet this morning to Glory Way at the Cross. I give praise and glory that we can air the message that can go out and it can reach all the folks out there too. I have a message this morning entitled, What Do We With God's Presence? What do we with God's presence? It was about right at daylight this week, one one morning, that I went to my hill. Y'all might get tired of me talking about my hill, but it's a special place. To me, it's a special place. And I drove up there about daylight, and I made mention of this, I believe Wednesday night, but I I drove up there about daylight and I was able to look look over the tops of the trees and and then to a hill far, far west of us and I saw some more tall timber there and then I looked back to the south and I saw another hill with some tall timber on it. And it was just like God said, uh, what you're looking at way off over there and I thought to myself, this, that was just a small, not even a tadpole of America in the world. But he said, what you see way over there, I'm there too. He said, not only am I here, but I'm there too. Yeah. And I've had that on my mind just all week about God's presence. Do you realize that God is here this morning? Amen. He's here. God is everywhere. The Bible teaches us that God is omnipresent. That means being present at all places at all times. The church up the road, he's present there today. The church down the road, he's present there. The church east and west of us, the churches, God is present there at the same time as he's here. Yes. But the difference is in the scripture that I'm going to read this morning, a verse of scripture in Matthew, the 18th chapter and the 20th verse. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. It makes a difference. God is here. But it makes a difference whether we recognize that and we come together in his name. Right. He said he'd be in the midst of them. In the Greek, the word is meso, which means middle or among. And then I looked it up in Webster, and Webster says, that it's the interior or the cent central part. So in the midst, if, if you want God in the interior, if you want God right in here in the midst of us, we first have to come together, the Bible says, in his name. So many are having church today 
God is there, but God is waiting on them to invite him down. Brother Ronnie, how can God do that? I don't know. He's God. But he can be everywhere in all places. He's omnipresent at the same time. He can be here. If you really, this morning, maybe you're here and you lost, or out those watching by internet, maybe they lost wherever you may be, but the God is there. You may be this morning, if you're watching by internet, you may be coming off of a high last night, or maybe a drunk, but God is there. And if you ask him to forgive you of your sins and come in and save your soul, he will do that. But it's up to us to recognize God's presence. What do we with God's presence? Do we ignore it? Hmm? How many times do we just ignore God? He's always present. Always. Always. He's omnipresent. Somebody have a good church service and they say, boy, God was over here. Wish y'all were with us. And we say, well, we had a good church service too and God was with us. He's omnipresent. It's what we do with Him. We can either have church and it be dead and dried and even forget about God. Y'all have heard me talk about a church one time that I went to fill in at for a pastor. And they had it all planned out. Gail and I were sitting there and they sang the second verse of a certain song and everybody just stood up. We got up and stood with them. When they got through singing that verse, old deacon over here in the back corner began to pray. Didn't nobody tell him to pray. After a while, they sang another song. And on the third verse of that song, one over here began to pray. And every Sunday that I filled in, it was the same thing. Not only that, but it was the same prayer. They had it memorized right down. They didn't think about God. They were just having church. Now God's here this morning. You can have church. (laughs) Or you can have a Holy Ghost filled camp meeting this morning. I tell you what, I don't know about y'all, but I need a touch from the Lord this morning, and I need Him to come down in this service this morning, and He's not going to come down until we first say, Lord, come and come, each one of us. We don't wait on somebody else to do it, but we do it ourselves. For where two or three are gathered, we're gathered. It's more than two or three here this morning. We got a lot of folks out because of Corona, but I'm here to tell you we got more than two or three here this morning. He said, together in my name, there am I. 
in the midst of them. I want you to know this morning, if God comes down in this service here this morning and walks up and down these aisles, you're not going to sit there, but you're going to shout. Somebody's going to get healed. Somebody's going to get a prayer answered. My, my, my. Oh, Lord. What do we with God's presence? Do we just leave God there? Or there? He's there and He's there. He's also there. Do we just leave Him there? Or do we ask Him to help us this morning? I prayed, ask you to pray this morning before I started a while ago. I asked you to pray because I needed strength in my body. Hey, God's giving me that very strength right now. I'm fixing to preach the word of Almighty God to you this morning. And it's not by my ability, but it's because that I asked God to give me the strength. And whenever God gives you the strength, you can do anything. He said, with God, I can do all things over in Philippians, huh? Glory to God. And we... What gets me is this situation that we're going through in America today. It was brought on, came from China. They've proved that. I would really like to know who in America paid them to do it. I'm telling you, we're living in a nation today that has left God out. God is still present here in America. But there's so many that's left Him out. If God would get back into Washington, D.C. and get to saving some souls up there, I want you to know if they'd just stop every now and then and forget about that man that just comes and recites a prayer to them. If they'd meet one morning up there and invite Almighty God into the Senate, into the House up there, I'm going to tell you Pelosi would change her ways. God can do that sort of thing. He's there waiting on them to invite him in. We've got problems in America today with this virus and everything else that's going on, but it's more to it than just a virus. Now, we can allow this to get us down. A lot of people have. Look around at the empty seats. But what happens, and the devil knows this, that whenever you stay away from church, Mm -hmm. the first thing you know, the old devil will get a hold of you. And you won't be thinking right anymore. I'm reminded of what Brother Tom always said. Y'all have always heard him say that, and he wouldn't mind if I said it. But he used to come, and, and his, Sarah would bring him, and he'd sit right over there. And boy, as soon as the closing prayer was said, he was out that front door mad as an old sitting hen. He was mad at me. I didn't do anything to him. Later, after he got saved, he realized that. 
It wasn't me, but it was the conviction of the Holy Ghost dealing with him, and it wouldn't make him mad. I'm going to tell you what, you stay out of church long enough, you'll be mad at everybody in the shape that America's in today. My Lord, all you got to do is turn on and listen at the news, and you'll be depressed right off. And don't watch Fox if you don't want your blood pressure to go up. Huh? Whenever I get to hearing about all this stuff's going on, but what troubles me is they talk about it, but ain't nobody put in jail yet. Let me get back. I kind of stray off every now and then. Y'all have to get me back. But the Bible says the truth will make you free. Whenever we get to the place that the truth will once again be taken to heart. I'm telling you the truth now. Whenever the truth will make you free. You don't have to hide from this and hide from that, but the truth. A lot of times that truth will convict you and make you mad. But that's all right. Just keep listening to me. First thing you know, the Holy Ghost will get a hold of you and save your soul. Hmm. Got quiet in here. I I better go on. I I I hadn't got one scripture and I got a dozen here I need to go through. Always think about Brother Philip in James 1 and 2. Count it all joy. Uh-huh. It doesn't make any difference what we're going through. Count it all joy. If you're a child of the living God, if you're saved and born again, it doesn't make any difference what you're going through. God's going to bring you through it. You're not going to go down and stay down. He said you might fall, but hey, he'll lift you back up. Yes. Cast down but not forsaken. We go through trials and tribulations and things in our life, but the thing about it, we belong to a living God that all we have to do is pray. God said, Ronnie, I'm over there on that hill just as well as I am right here on this hill with you this morning. Everywhere. God is everywhere. The thing about it, we just got to ask him to come down. How many this morning would just love for God to touch them right now? Oh, my goodness. God could touch us right now. He could take what's wrong with us and make it right. I believe if God hadn't touched me, I would have already been planted out there in that cemetery. But God has touched me and kept me here for some reason. And I'm thankful. I get up every morning and swing my feet off the side of the bed and the devil screams. My God, he's still alive. And I say, thank you, Jesus, for another day. You woke me up this morning and gave me the strength to go again. Yes. I tell you what, I believe God's going to keep on touching me and I'm going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And the first thing you know, y'all going to say, my Lord, look at that old man. Oh, man. 
Huh? <laughs> Count it all joy. Yes. Remember what Habakkuk said? Third chapter, I had to bring these back up. He said, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine. Oh, that's sad times, ain't it? Kind of like Corona times. Said so the labor and, and, and also they're going to shut down the oil industry, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> the labor of the olive shall fail and the, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet. That's, that's, that's the thing right there. Yet. Ooh, might preach that one of these days. Yet. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Hey, if you ain't got no joy this morning, first thing wrong with you, you ain't asked God to give you that joy. He's he's here. He's everywhere. All you got to do is ask him. Oh, my Lord, I remember my bad days. B.C. That was before Christ. Huh? Hey, I remember I was bad. Brother Junior said I was bad. And I was. And I'd, I'd go out at night and I'd come back in bad shape. But I'd been raised down there in that little old church. And I'd say, first thing I'd say, I'd lay down, oh God, forgive me. Huh? You see, I knew I was wrong. But I knew God would hear me. But one day, God got a hold of me. Didn't have any more of them bad nights. Got the joy of the Lord down in my heart. Habakkuk said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. How many is happy about being saved? Oh, my goodness. Hey, isn't it wonderful that we're going to go to heaven? Yeah. And when 10,000 years, what that songwriter wrote, it had just begun. My goodness, we live to be, I'm kind of pushing it now, but we live to be 70, 80, 90, 100 nowadays. And that's nothing. Up there, we'll be there 10,000 years and just begun. Oh, my goodness. Hey, ain't that enough to shout over? Or maybe you'd better be down there bobbing like a French fry in hell. Huh? My goodness, I don't want that. I'd a whole lot rather be up there sitting by the river of life. Oh, mercy. Knowing that I was going to live forever and ever and ever. Hey, glory to God. That, that's something to think about, y'all. Yet I will rejoice. I'm Christian. Need to start rejoicing. I'm telling you what, whenever the church get back right and start, God's there. All they got to do is invite him in. Whenever the church gets back right and start inviting Jesus back in, huh? Or two or three. 
are gathered together in my name. Whenever the church gets back right, America will get back right again. But the church is going to have to get back and get their joy back again. Hmm. The Lord God is my strength. How well I know that. And he will make my feet like hind's feet. That's like a deer. And he will make me to walk upon mine high places. Oh, Lord. I, I was there one day this week, and I was coming down in my little old buggy that I was coming down, back down there, and it was a little old forked horn buck deer standing there eating my goose's corn in the yard. And he saw me coming. And he, he, he wanted to go the other way. But he started running toward me down at fence. And I said, well, look at that silly thing. Running right for me. And he was doing like this at that fence the whole time. Looking. And he got nearby to me. And he went right through that net wire fence. He had him a hole there that I didn't know was there, and he just zipped right through that thing. They're sure-footed. That hole wasn't that big around. But he went through there as if he were a snake. He was folded up. His horn didn't get hung up. Right on through there. I want you to know that as sure-footed as he was, God will make us the same way. And he'll set you up on, he said, mine high places. I believe we all got places higher than where we at right now. That God's got them there for us, but he's just waiting on us to get back to the place to where we'll shout and rejoice again. And the first thing you know, whenever you begin to shout and rejoice again, God will get a hold of you. He'll come down. He'll get a hold of you and change your life. He's what do we with God's presence? Whoo! So many times we just go on through the motions. That's right. I'm thinking about the disciples over, and we won't read it all. I'm gonna run out of time. But I, I jotted a few of them down. I thought about the disciples. You know, whenever they were preaching in Jesus' name and the priest and the hierarchy of the time, they didn't want that. See, that was different. I want you to know if you'll get to rejoicing and shouting a little bit in church, won't nobody else want nothing to do with you either. Huh? But what we do is we just try to keep it calm. My Lord. I tell you what, whenever I preach like I've preached so far this morning, I used to see 30 years ago, I used to see people, if I was preaching back then and preached like I preached this morning, they'd be up dancing and running around the church. But we have settled in. Jesus is still there waiting on you. 
but brother running, I can't run, I can't do. Let me tell you what, if you just put one foot in front of the other and God will get a hold of you, give you strength, and you can do a whole lot more than what you think you can do. Oh, brother Ronnie, I wish you would go on preach something else. The disciples, they told them not to preach in Jesus' name. So they decided trying to figure out what to do with them. They said, well, just beat them real good and turn them loose. Huh? They beat them real good. You can find that in over Acts 5, 40 and 41. But anyway, they beat them and turned them loose and they went pouting and saying, poor pitiful. Ain't nobody stopped me yet. That's not what they said, is it? Whew. Lord have mercy. Put that 41st verse up there. Let's see what they did. And they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer the shame for his name. I want you to know whenever things come against you in this old world today, you need to shout and rejoice because it ain't nothing but the old devil trying to get you down and trying to destroy you. He said, the devil come not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I want you to know today, it's time the church wakes up and grabs a hold of abundant life again and gets life back in it again. Glory to God. Think about also, Wendy, I don't think I even gave you this, but I thought about Paul and and Silas. I want to say (laughs) 16 and she doesn't got it. Did I give you that? I didn't think I gave it to you. Look at that. And at midnight, Paul and Silas, here they are all, got the bands on them. Paul and Silas prayed and they sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. When's the last time somebody heard you shout? When's the last time somebody heard you pray? When's the last time you went to your hill? God's there waiting on you. They prayed and sang praise unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, I want you to know suddenly, whenever you you can't ever tell what God's going to do whenever you start praying and asking God for it, and He'll do it suddenly. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. Glory to God. All they had to do was do a little singing. And When's the last time you sang? Well, Brother Ronnie, we sang a little bit while ago. I ain't talking about church. When's the last time you sang and you wasn't in church? It's kind of like whistling. You've heard me talk about that. Used to it go whenever I was a boy, I'd go to Winfield, the old courthouse down there. Them old timers be out there whittling. Sitting on a park bench whittling. And then while they're whittling, they're whistling. 
you go down the street and you can hear people whistling. You don't hear anybody whistling anymore because people ain't happy no more. Said, count it all joy. My Lord, you're a child of the King. You ought to know that God's not going to let you down. We can go through this thing, come out on the other side, greater and stronger than we was when we went in it. John 16 and 20 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you that you shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and you shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. <laughs> God can do that very thing. Oh, I've just got to read this. Next one. Y'all just bear with me a little bit. Y'all heard me read this. Talk about Obed-Edom. Second Samuel 6, chapter 12, verse. I'm hoping I can see that. I might ought to turn to it in my Bible. That screen back there looks like it's far, far away. What verse you got up there, Wendy? 12? Okay, I couldn't tell by looking. And it was told King David. Now, let me bring you up to date on this. David had gone after the Ark of the Covenant of God. Y'all remember the, the tale of this, the details of it. Uzzah, the, the oxen, first off, he went after it the wrong way. He should have got the Levitical priest, and they should have toted it. Instead, he got a new cart, and he set the Ark of the Covenant of God upon it. It's a wonder God didn't strike them all dead right then. But they was going back. David was bringing it back home, and a man by the name of Uzzah reached up at the ox and shook it, and they was afraid he's going to fall off, and he reached up to get it, and God smote him dead. Well, they were right there at Obed Edom's house. He was a Gittite. David, the Bible says he was displeased with God. What it was, he was mad at God. He didn't get to do what he wanted to do that day. So they left the Ark of the Covenant of God there with Obed Edom for three months, the Bible said. And in the 12th verse, He said, and it was told to King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. I want you to know why he blessed him. Why would God bless Obed-Edom? For just storing the ark of the covenant of God there. Well, first off, you got to realize what was in, what was in that ark. It was Aaron's rod, <laughs> rod that budded. It was a golden pot full of manna. And God's word was in there. The tablets. You see, he kept the word of God. 
Whenever we keep the word of Almighty God, I'm going to tell you, God will bless you. But Brother Ronnie, I'm going through this and I'm going through that. It doesn't make any difference what we're going through. Just count it all joy that you're worthy to suffer a little bit for the sake of Jesus Christ. Because whenever we get to the end of this thing, we're going to be better off than we was when we started if you belong to God. Don't ever think God's not here and he doesn't know what's going on. He said, and it was 13th verse, and it was so that when they had buried the ark of the Lord and had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. And David danced before the Lord with all of his might. <laughs> and David was girded with a linen ephod. And so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shoutings and with the sound of the trumpet. I want you to know those folks, they invited God down that day. They began to shout and began to dance. Whenever you get back to where you're supposed to be at in this church, there'll be a little dancing going on. There'll be a little shouting going on. Oh, brother Ronnie, it's not in me. I'm here to tell you whenever God gets a hold of you, God's here. Whenever you ask God to give you, I never will forget one night. In closing, I think. I never will forget one night I was laying in bed. And I said, God, you need to try this. Huh? Y'all need to try this. One night, whenever you say your prayers, you say to God like I did that night, God, give me all that you want me to have in Jesus' name. That's right. Zap! Fill me with the Holy Ghost laying flat on my back in the bed. That's right. Huh? Amen. I can look right now and tell you, some of you scared to death to do that. Huh? Scared to death to do that. I dare you to go to bed tonight and ask God to give you everything. Huh? I hope you do because I'll come back next Sunday. Y'all be in here shouting and dancing around in here. Oh, come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hey, He is worthy. He's here today. He recognizes. I'm through. Nearly about. Glory to God. When did you put that title up there, please, ma'am? What do we with God's presence? What do we with God's presence? How many believe God's here this morning? Do you have a need? Anybody besides me have a need? Do you realize that all he's waiting on is for you to say, Lord, come down, touch me this morning. Meet my need. 
He's here. That's right. But what do we with God's presence? Do we just dismiss and have a normal church service? Or do we get healed? Do we get saved? Or do we get filled with the Holy Ghost right here this morning? You know, God can fill you with the Holy Ghost and me not lay a hand on you. (laughs) All we got to do is ask him. If you would, come on into the altars this morning. We're going to believe the Lord.